So before we get started with this episode, a bunch of times we'll mention the name of Jacoby Young as a person who set us off onto this little uh, rabbit hole, but we mangled his name. So sorry. Yes. yes. Whenever you hear us say Jacoby Young and you think, who in the world is named Jacoby? You're right. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody's named Jacoby. Well, somebody it's probably is. Jacoby. Yeah. Yeah, it's Jacoby. Yeah. So uh, our apologies to Jacoby. Thank you for sending us down this rabbit hole. Enjoy. Let's get all sorted. I'm James. And I'm Jeff. Today, our conversation gets dicey. As always, if you want to check out our links to everything we're talking about this show, uh, head over to BreakingDads.com. 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 Uh, you can also leave us comments there, or to find us on Twitter, I'm at Still Sorting. And please rate us on iTunes, help others discover this lovely podcast. We appreciate that. We do. Uh, now with all that fun fun patter out of the way. What are we going to talk about today? Well, it's, uh, it's funny. We just mentioned Twitter. Mm. Uh, and today's topic comes from Twitter where Jacoby Young sent us a link to a custom Lego board game. And that got me thinking, it's about time we did an episode on Lego board games. Absolutely. So here it goes. All right. Uh, so Lego games, um, you know, Lego's a company. They've been around forever. But they didn't actually make their own Lego-themed board game until 1997. They left that to other fanatics. Yeah, well, I mean, there's Lego chess sets and things like that, but not not a, hey, this is Lego and this is what we're about and you should play with Lego in this prescribed way with this rule book, and it's Lego. So they made Lego Time Cruisers in 97. Uh, and uh, I'll give you the plot of this one because it's so Lego-y, lego <laughs> It's like Legorific. All of those are words. They are. Dr. Cyber has discovered time travel. Unfortunately, no one on Earth believes him. Your mission is to prove to the world that time travel really exists. Grab your gear and get ready to visit four awesome Lego worlds. Castle, Space, Wild West, and Aqua Zone. You must collect one artifact from each world and bring them back. Do this, and the whole world will believe in time travel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> simple right it sounds it like the premise i'd like you don't get much more much more lego than that you've got a, a character that's like hey guys i invented time travel and everybody else is like meh <laughs> that seems like a natural reaction yeah so i with all this theme i'm gonna guess this is a roll and move play uh, that game? <laughs> that's pretty well it yeah. you roll and you move and you collect pieces and then you be and the first one everyone back everyone cheers in a family way i yeah. think so i think so but, I mean, you know, the playing pieces are minifigures, so that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and that's about it for that game. I mean, there's <laughs> literally not much more to say about it. Uh, the next year, they, I guess they had so much fun with LEGO Time Cruisers that in 98, they released LEGO Treasure Quest. Hmm. And this is an interesting board game in that there's no board in this board game at all. This, <laughs> yes. Ooh, what do we have? This is, uh, it's, it's, the, it's all in the title, Treasure Quest. You uh, So the non-playing person, a.k.a. the parent, <laughs> hides a bunch of uh, cardboard keys all over the house. Uh, and, then, uh, and, and to help with this, they, they give you door hangers, which you can put on different doorknobs in the house to designate that that room is now the swamp or the desert or wherever they might find a certain key. Okay. And then you hide several copies of that key in that room. And so all the participants, let's call them children, <laughs> go ravaging through your house, you know, going through your underwear drawer, 
<laughs> flipping over dishes, trying to find these cardboard keys that you so, so well hid to be the first one to get three different keys. Two thoughts here. Mm -hmm. First is this sounds like, hey, kids, pick up your Lego. I could see it as a way to get people, to, kids to clean, except that kids' brains yeah. don't work that way. This is more mess. This is more, yeah, like, oh, oh, there's some toys over by that bin. I could put the toys away and maybe find a key. Or I could take the whole bin and yeah, dump it. exactly. And definitely find a key. The second thought is this would be really weird to play with adults. <laughs> it would be weird to play with adults. That could be, I'd, I'd, I don't know, if, I'd like to find a working copy because the cool thing about this is once you bring back the three keys, you put them in an electric treasure box. It's like a, treasure box that's a tiny treasure box size uh, but it, it can tell when three different keys are inserted into it uh, and then it opens up and plays a song yay you win and there's a treasure inside which since it's called lego treasure quest of course the treasure is pieces of cardboard what <laughs> that's that is the most anticlimactic it really thing. it really would be for me did but that... i can see if you did it with parents and you put like actual money inside <laughs> Did I, whoever is, I'm guessing they did not actually go into the game community and, and think, hey, we should just uh, hire a, a guy or a gal to come and make games for us. Yeah, I don't know. This, sounds, this seems very in-house. This seems like somebody had an idea of what games mm -hmm. were and thought, oh, we can make games, right? We are Lego we, people. We make toys. Kids like to move around. They're the same yeah. thing. Yeah. So, I mean, they did it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a good All thing. All right. Well, that's... Uh, and so then, what next? so I think after having a game that had no Lego in it, uh, the next year in 1999, somebody said, Hey, why don't we put Lego in a box and call it a game? And that's how Lego constructionary came about. <laughs> uh, it's Pictionary, but you've got a limited supply, only 37 pieces of Lego to build everything on the cards. I'll give this one's a, that's a little bit more yes. interesting. It makes sense. That one. Yeah. Um, I, I looked at the part list. You get like. Four wheels and four wheel rims. So that's eight of your 37 pieces. <laughs> You've got two minifigures with uh, hair and accessories. So that's another, uh, what, 16? Yeah. Yeah. No, another 10. 10 of your pieces. Yeah. So. So what else is left? That's what, 18 pieces of the 37? Yeah. You've got four different colors of two by twos, two by ones, and two by fours. Hmm. So that's a good chunk. And then you've got a couple antenna and some other weird pieces but um so there's three words yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know uh, but i mean it's lego so you can do it i mean that's the great thing about lego it's true. No. is those 37 pieces give you a lot of options it does um but maybe not for like i could see kids being very successful with it yeah oh that's a airplane when it's right. like four pieces tied together yeah. i could see i could see adults going uh it's a it's a it's a it's, a, it's blocks stuck together it's stuck together blocks yeah because, um, you know, adults are... And I get, at the end of the day, but is it fun? I I don't I, know. I could... I could, mean... One could be amusing. Pictionary is fun. This could be fun. Yeah. I, I would be hard-pressed to say it's not. I mean, at the end of the day, you're playing with Lego. So at least it's at least true. that game is the Lego experience in fast-forward mode. Yeah. So that, that works for me. The name Constructionary? Uh, I don't know about that. It's a little... Yeah. It's a little off. I don't know. It suggests something else. Yes. I think. That's the... <laughs> that might be what it is. Uh, and then in the year 2000, uh, when the world did not collapse, which is nice. Right. The computers did not take oh, over. We're still here. Um, they released Lego Soccer, or at least the first set of Lego Soccer. Uh, and they released several different Lego Soccer sets, which I'm sure was called Lego Football in the non-North America. 
right. area. Uh, but they released several between the year 2000 and the year 2006, and you can combine them all to a big giant soccer field. It's basically a Lego version of table soccer, hmm. where you've got the guys on the springs and the little divot by them, so the ball always rolls to their feet, and you try to move it up the field and kick it in the goal. Given the worldwide popularity of the sport, this is a good reason this lasted six years. Yeah. I mean, it was six years, not a bunch of sets any year, and and I don't think even consecutive years with sets. Okay. But still, I'm sure it did well. It limped along. Yeah. it's It was out there. Um, and it's fun. I mean, who doesn't like to... I mean, I know I make Lego football with my Lego, and there's no ball on a spring to move around. No. Because it's Canadian football. So they've they've dipped their toes in. Yeah. At, at this point. Yeah, they, so that's, you know. Thought, hey, let's try this. Let's see if there's a market. A game a year for four years. That sounds like Lego. Okay. Right? And where did they go now? So uh, and then they thought, hey, let's be a game publisher round one. Okay. So for this <laughs> one, between 2001 and 2005, they published 12 games. Huh. So now up to like uh, two games a year. Unfortunately, most of them were terrible of these games. Um, There's a lot of people out there going, what? That was the best game I ever played. It's possible. And if that's the way you feel, like again, it's really tough to review old kids games. Right. Because I, I have a hard time picturing the world at that point. But it was the year 2000. They're a gateway game. A gateway to some place yeah. I, I might not want to go. but they... A gateway to not playing with them anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, so... <laughs> There was games like uh, Lego Pirate Treasure, Lego Pirate's Treasure, that was in 2005. Now, I don't know what it is about uh, treasure games and Lego, hmm. but they don't like to put any Lego in any treasure games. <laughs> I find that odd. So uh, this was a game that contained no Lego at all, just cardboard components, including four cardboard standees that were made to look like minifigures, you know, instead of minifigures well, they wanted to make sure people didn't accidentally confuse the game with their lego right. collection they're like no no we need to there needs to be a differentiation i wonder if there was a discussion internally they're like oh, uh, oh sure. we could package uh, minifigures ah yeah i don't know paper's cheaper these days yeah do we make enough of those um wow. so that was fun yeah that's that's terrible <laughs> The game itself might be great, but if yeah. I if I was a kid, I would just be. There's no treasure in here. This is yeah. the opposite of treasure. If I'm eight years old in 2005, which I really wish I was, if I'm eight years old in 2005, uh, and my parents bought me that and I opened it up, I would be very disappointed upon getting rid of the shrink wrap and finding so. out what was inside. It could have been the greatest game ever made, and I'd never know because I would just that disappointment. I'd push it away and walk away, and yeah. that's that. Um. They, in 2001, they released Bionicle Quest for the Masks collectible card game. Uh, and it was put out by Upper Deck and Lego. So the components are quite nice, and mm. the game apparently plays well. It was marketed as a collectible card game, uh, even though each starter is a complete two-player game. Okay. So you don't need to buy the boosters to play the game. Now, of course, you could buy the boosters and then increase the game options, uh, but it wasn't required. Which seems kind of nice. Yeah. If you're going to... Put CCGs on kids. My main reason I imagine they put the the word CCG by the end of it was marketing. Well, it was two thousand one. Wasn't everything it, a CCG at that point? So, uh, and then in two thousand three, Lego Hockey came out. Okay. Now you and me were Canadian. Well, so am I? Well, <laughs> that's a good point. You're one of the weird Canadians, but to ninety nine percent of the country. Uh, combining Lego and hockey, which is Canada's 
most important thing ever seems like a great idea. Unfortunately, Lego Hockey did little to excite us in the end. <laughs> um, they did two different versions of Lego Hockey. Uh, one was like a worse version of table hockey where you had minifigures on wands and they you could kind of scoop the puck towards the goal. And it was like three on three. And that's including the goalies. So two two skaters and a goalie for each team. Thrills. Yes. Uh, it's like, uh, let's. I'll just play my version of Wayne Gretzky table hockey over here that costs about the same for five on five action. Yeah. Thank you, Lego. And then the other was hockey slammers, which was weird technique built hockey robot-y looking things where you, you slam down on their heads with your fist. And it makes them shoot the puck. So uh-huh. uh, neither of those apparently could compete with video games. I, I don't think it's my disinterest in hockey that made me miss those. No. I just uh, it was they were weird. Yeah. They were very those weird. Those were really peculiar yeah. takes on I that. I honestly I I remember being in a store and being like, Lego hockey, and then walking up to it and I'm going, What is this abomination? <laughs> this is barely Lego and barely hockey. Is, I don't understand. I think the market agreed with you. Yes. Uh, so, and then, uh, after 2005, when they released the finished release of those 12 games, they, they looked around and they realized, Hey, we're not a game publisher. <laughs> so they stopped making games in 2009. Uh, when a typical Lego faction, they think, Hey, let's become the biggest game publisher so ever. They didn't think, Hey, we're not, we're not a board game company. They thought, Hey, let's take four years and retool yeah. and we'll come back strong. It does sound like that's the way. At first, I saw the gap as others out of the market. They went into hibernation mode. Uh, yeah, because when they come back in 2009, they published 43 games over the next five years. They hired some game designers. That's exactly what they did. Um, now, obviously, we're not going to go. We're going to spend the next uh, 45 minutes of our life going over each of these games. So we, we apologize if we're, <laughs> yes. we're skipping over your love, but. So go to the website and uh, and you can see the complete list and it's fantastic and it's on breakingdads.com. But um, what they did, yes, is they hired uh, a, a board game designer named Cephas Howard uh, to develop some board games. So he started work at Lego in 2006. So three years before they produced anything, they had somebody on board um, trying to figure out what the Lego game system was. Um, then they also brought in famed game designer uh, Reiner Knizia. Uh, who, if you know board games, you've heard of him because yeah. uh, he's made, I think, Everything. is it? Yeah, every. It's every game ever he's made. Like 500? Yeah, it's absurd. it's a ridiculous amount. Yes, he's he produces more games in one year than Lego did <laughs> during this period. Yes. <laughs> there is Lego. Uh, yeah, possibly. Possibly not. <laughs> uh, and then they also brought in the author of the book, well, The Well-Played Game, uh, Bernie DeCoven. I'm sure I got that name right, to consult. So they had they had some big real game theory people working there as well. Yeah. Um, now, uh, Reiner Knizia is often credited as the co-designer on three of the games in particular, uh, Ramsey's Pyramid in 2009, Lunar Command in 2009. Those were both launch games, so I could see why they were uh, trying to attach his name to them. Hmm. Uh, and Ramsey's Return, which is the quasi-sequel, not quite sequel to Ramsey's Pyramid. Uh, and that came out in 2011. Uh, however, within the package himself... Um, he's not credited on any of the games. In fact, nobody's credited on any of the games. Huh. Uh, and apparently the design process at Lego was much more organic than one or two people coming up with an idea and developing it and pushing it through. Uh, everybody in the design group shared ideas. 
as as a team, and then they passed all these ideas through to kids to play test the games before they were ever released to the public. So it was much more of a here's a concept, let the kids play it. They have questions and feedback, refine it, let them play it. Right. And there wasn't any one person overseeing any so one game. Not so much designing a game as as asking kids what they want and then giving it to them. Ice cream? Here it yes. is. You, I don't know. I feel like you sometimes need a team captain on these things or you lose the... I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like a weird like game design by committee. Yeah, although I can see what they were trying to do because Lego wasn't really trying to make a game they're trying to make a lego product exactly they're trying to make a, a, a much like the lego system of play yeah we have all the pieces that fit together they were trying to make games that were uh, uh a game you could play but then also a starting point for something more and i think this is the weird part of, for me about mm-hmm. lego and games it's like they're, they're mashing together two things that there's interesting things that we'll get into but i as as just concepts they're kind of far apart and farther apart than i think they realized Mm -hmm. it seems natural oh toys games same thing yeah both inhabit a place in our home and we do them with children and it's wonderful but i don't know yeah in general lego does better with a freedom of rules yeah like freedom from rules exactly uh and uh and if you you inspire imagination exactly whereas whereas board games work better as a rigid structure of rules and the more rigid the better yourself too yes (laughs) It's like, here's the process. You're either going to enjoy it or you won't. You'll internalize it. Yes. And then you will have become the game. Um, So I could see that. Um, So because of those reasons, I think, we end up with uh, a bunch of games uh, from this period. um, And uh, outside of the Heroica series, which is is something very different we'll talk about in a second, um, they're all basically a variation of roll and move, and they have very low ratings on BoardGameGeek.com. Uh, which, and I agree, the games aren't great fun for adults who, who want to win or lose based on their own skill and decisions. Right. Uh, but for kids, randomness equals fun. Yeah. It's, it's just the way it is, you know? As long as that randomness mostly happens to the parent <laughs> yeah, and happens in a good way for them, uh, which it often does because when you play with very small children, you cheat for them. Exactly. You go, oh, oh, roll again. You get to roll again. Right. Because I don't... I don't I wanted to have fun with you. I don't want to listen to you cry for 10 minutes about this. So in a way, thinking of them less as games and more like toys with a, a, you know, game-like elements. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, I, I yeah. can see like board game geek people not seeing that. Yeah. Because as, as a game, yeah, it's probably objectively awful, but. And they're not even awful. It's just that they're games that, that you could, you could build a robot to play the games. Your because average you... board game geek user is not the target audience. Right. Exactly. Yeah. In which case, kind of missing the mark on even rating yes. as a game. Like, <laughs> it is an interesting exercise. In general, kids' games on board game. We've talked about this on yeah. our, our uh, Epic Gumdrop podcast. Uh, adults, adult, hardcore game playing adults rating light fun fair for children is yeah. probably not the way to go. No, you know, it's like uh, it's like you know having a film school student you know rate a uh, you know pick not a Pixar movie. They generally do very well, but. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the schlocky kids uh, cartoons that are on at three in the morning, exactly. you know, they're, yes, Hercules is terrible. Actually, they might think that's the best thing ever that's and true. come up with very philosophical <sighs> reasons for it. Film school. <laughs> the worse, the better. <laughs> uh, but anyway, even during this era of not that great games, there are some nice highlights. Um, they did make a licensed game for each property that they could. Uh, mm-hmm. And while none of the games for Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings or Star Wars or Batman are phenomenal from a gameplay standpoint... Uh, each comes with micro figures 
which were new to the board games. So they're mini mini figures that just have a head and a body with no arms, hmm. uh, and um, but they have versions of the famous characters for those licenses. And so now cool. I must own them all. You must, and it's really annoying because uh, like the Batman game had a super tiny Nightwing and a super tiny Batgirl, and uh, I didn't know the game existed when it came out, oh. and so I didn't buy it. And now it costs a billion dollars. And even if you take. found a used copy, a good chance it might not have the all the minifigures. If if I found a used copy, I would be excited. Uh, and yes, it probably wouldn't. But if it had any of them, I mean, just buying them online alone is. I don't even want to look. I don't look because it gets de- <laughs> it's depressing for like one one millionth of a penny's worth of ABS. Like I can't get that much for my house. I just I it's can't not, do it. It's not that bad. It's there, I mean, it might be like seven dollars for microfigure. Yeah. But that's still seven dollars. That, that's ostrich money, man. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so those are fun, and that's a good reason to own those because they're they're really cute little reinterpretations of the characters in mm. micro form. Um, they uh, other highlights: uh, Minotaurus, which is actually a game I found for under ten dollars at a store, and my kids it was complete. I've never seen a Lego game used with wow. all the parts in it before. Yeah. It was very impressive. And my kids love this one. You, you roll the dice and you either get to move your character towards the goal or you move a barrier to block the path of an opponent who's, they always team up and block me. Right. Uh, or you can send the Minotaur off to eat the opponent and send them back home. And again, always against Excellent. me. And they love that. You know, huh. as long as they can be dad in the game, they're having a good time. Uh, and then here's a game I wish, again, I knew existed when it came out in 2010. It's called Shave a Sheep. For the name alone. I, oh, my goodness. But, so that's the name. And then you have to think, this is Lego. So you get cute little brick-built sheep that have wool on them. And you're trying to be the first person to shear the most wool from your brick-built sheep before your opponent does. But watch out for that big, bad wolf. <laughs> Gameplay love- involves rolling a die, seeing whether you get to shave the sheep or send the wolf. It's really... <laughs> that's still cute. Yes. It is... It's undeniably cute, this game. I was very happy with it. Uh, 2009, they also, uh, the year that, that they started this range again, Creationary came out. Okay. Which is a much better name yeah. than Constructionary. Uh, and it also gives you, so this is, again, Pictionary with Lego is back, this time with a lot more bricks to build with. And a ton of different cards for things to build. Um, very abstract things from, like, building a, you know, a toilet which is not something you'd normally build <laughs> out of Lego, uh, you know, to your standard airplanes, vehicles. So you roll for a category. Each card has four items, one from each category on it, and then mm-hmm. you build. That's, yeah, that can yeah. be fun. Nifty fun is what that is. And it, I like, it's a game you can play with very small children. There's no reading. So that mm-hmm. one's fun. How many bricks did that come with? I didn't, I couldn't get a piece count on uh, it. But, but more. A, a bunch more. More than 37. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then 2011, they released, uh, Lego champion. And this game is another game that I own. Actually, I think my, my mom bought this game for us as a family. Uh, and I like this one a lot. It's, it is a simple, simple game. It's basically a race to move forward by completing one of six random mini games before your opponent does. Hmm. So you roll the die and it gives you a color, which is the color you'll move to. If you get the challenge of that color, correct. Okay. Um, and then. Uh, the challenges there's uh, they can range from dexterity games where you have to slide a brick closest to the to a target brick, 
uh, to speed building, to um, uh, stacking without having things fall down, without locking the bricks. Lots of fun stuff. I think with the variety here, this actually sounds like it's approaching a game. Yes. Like that it's employing, I mean, even if, if you don't like dexterity games mm-hmm. or you don't like certain elements, the idea of now it's got kind of this game within the game. Yeah. And it's more than, yeah, it's involved and mm-hmm. it involves yeah, maybe not a lot of strategy, but it there's no, more to it. It is entirely luck based, but the challenges in themselves are fun. Yeah, uh, and it can get if you play with adults, it gets very competitive. Yeah, if you no, play with children, totally. uh, it's just pure fun. Those are my favorite kids' games, the ones where it makes adults swear at each other. Yes, because they're just like oh, but it's it that's a fun yeah that's a good yeah. game, and then kids love it just because they yep. love it. And the best part is, so they got the six mini games there. If you get tired of the challenges that are in the box. Um, they put more up on their website when they had a website for games, which they don't anymore. But luckily, Board Game Geek exists, and so we have a link to uh, a file that gives you six more um, new challenges that you can throw into the game as well. Uh, so fun, fun times cool. on that game. Yeah, I like that one a lot. The other nice thing, too, that's, uh, and again, if you listen to our Epic Gumdrop podcast, you've probably heard me say, my oldest kid doesn't like to play games. Right. He, just, he doesn't. He doesn't like to compete. Yeah. It's too much tension for him. Uh, but he plays Lego Champion ah. in that he's the judge. Ah. So whenever a an event requires um, an impartial outsider, like maybe to construct something we all have to build, right? He takes that job on. So he gives mm. him something to do during the game, and he's part of the family and playing with the family without doing all the things that he doesn't like he's to do. He's a future Supreme Court justice. Yes, that's what the uh, sounds like. Yes, I will make the decision, and no, you can't film me making the decision. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right. Uh, yeah, and then there's Heroica, which is which is sort of a sub theme within the Lego games theme, and uh, was probably their most successful of all the the game ideas. Hmm. Uh, they released five sets between 2011 and 12, and it's basically a very simple adventure slash light role playing game system, hmm. right? Um, so you could play each of the sets separately, or you can combine them into one big epic game. Um, it had some interesting ideas, like the uh, your character stats were kept on a um, four by three structure that you attach things to, so it showed your health, showed how many enemies you defeated of what type. It had all your weapons and potions that you collected and treasure that you collected throughout the game. Uh, they call that the hero pack, and it's a nice little visual. But it's basically a three D character sheet. Hmm. Um, so that was a fun idea, um, and. Uh, if you didn't like how the game played, it's another game where there's lots of tweaks for adding depth that you can find on Board Game Geek. So yeah. people have turned it more into a, a platform. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like Descent Light if you play with all the uh, the add-ons. Right. Much more character building and and um, I'm, I'm just gonna say depth, <laughs> lack of any other words. So they learned. Yeah. But it's interesting that it yeah it just kind of it was short lived. It was short-lived in that the line died Yeah. Um, very soon after that. Hmm. So uh, I don't know. I think I don't know if you'll see a comeback for it. Yeah. I think there's people out there that want it. But at the same time, it's Lego. The nice thing is if you have your Heroica microfigs, make up your own rules. Add your right. own additions. Exactly, think yeah. what would Lego do if they were going to do more, uh, and you can do it. And it's a good, I think for uh, there's going to be a generation of kids where that was their introduction to role-playing. Right. And that's going to be a fun thing. That'll be kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. They'll grow up to do 
great things in the world. I would hope, you know, some of these I look and go, oh, well, it doesn't seem like a prolonged commitment on Lego's part to, mm-hmm. you know, an idea or whatever. But you see that with a lot of the stuff. So it really is well within Lego probably thought nothing weird of it. Okay, we'll do this two years, then we'll cancel it. I don't know. I think they thought, because if you look at, if you, when as we do these podcasts, when you look at the things Lego did in the 80s and mm-hmm. the 90s, it was very much a, uh, let's do this and yeah. like pivot quickly, try to do something. The stuff they've been doing, like when they started this in 2009, they were three years in at that point. Right. Right. So that's three years of develop, of hiring staff, of developing ideas, of testing those ideas on actual children, which sounds terrible when you say it like that. <laughs> but seeing like, is this fun at its core? Yeah. And I think they gave it their best shot. My, I, I have my own theory on why the games didn't work. And that is... Um, much like when food brands branch out of something from their aisle into some other aisle, right. the the people that buy it don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Right? So if you're a toy buyer in a store, do you take away shelf space from Mattel and USAopoly right. to put the Lego games on the game shelf? Yeah. Or do you put them on the Lego shelf? Now, if you put them on the Lego shelf, is the people that want to play that, are they going into that aisle? The people that don't want to play that, are they going into that aisle? Yeah. Uh, are you taking away shelf space from other Lego sets that would sell better than these Lego sets? So I mean, those are all the, the I think uh, people true. just didn't know what to do with it. Jello makes pasta now? Yeah. It's a little bit odd. Yeah. yeah you, you, you go, well, I, I could give this a try, or it could just be terrible, mm-hmm. or I could just buy other Lego. And they're expensive for board games. Right. Right? Because you've got... Lego ABS parts, which have a premium price on them, uh, as opposed to cardboard punch-outs that are mass-produced. So it's... I wonder what the overlay between the two groups, people that, you know, uh, collect and play with Lego, and board gamers. How much overlay is there? And can your passion sustain both? I mean, you're... Yeah. Are you anomalous? Well, um, quite honestly, if I didn't have you to buy board games, <laughs> I think, because if I had to choose between buying a board game and buying Lego, we each, we pick up half the, yes. the burden. <laughs> so I think that's why we work well. One <laughs> person couldn't do it all. <laughs> no, um, but there's definitely an overlap between, uh, people that love Lego and people that love and play board games. They love play uh, as we will see here, <laughs> because playing games made by Lego might be fun. But playing games with playing games with Lego can be even better. That's a nice little tease for the words I'm about to say. All right. Then I ruined it by saying that last sentence, and then I didn't help it by saying this one. Uh, okay, <laughs> since I'm getting off track, let's go back to where we started. And uh, if you want to check out uh, the link that Jacob Young sent us, um, it uh, this gives you a uh, this the the tweet that sent me down the Lego board game research path of which I'm mangling the English language. I apologize in advance for future terribleness of words. Does that, so, can I get a, do I have to apologize for the sentence that was my apology well, as tell, well? Tell us about the wand of warriors oh, thank God. or the land of warriors or the, the land of warriors, the land of warriors would be worse. <laughs> the land of warriors. Uh, and this is by Croft studios. Uh, we have the link to their uh, YouTube video explaining how to play this game. And I will say this is an in-depth game. Like the 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 guys who put this together, they put a lot of thought into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd call it um, advanced heroica. As there's lots of fun ways to. The idea of this is you're trying to destroy all the other opponents or collect the most good treasure before they can. Yeah. 
and you can kill cacti, and you can launch yourself across the board with a catapult. I mean, there's some cool things in there. There I like are some this. cool things. Yeah. So check out the link. There's a lot of detail. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's a game I'd play myself. I there's elements I liked. Yes. Of it, I think I yeah it. it whether the setup would be too much to make it fun as a thing and whether mm -hmm. it was just fun to build the whole board. Yes. It is a weird thing. I, my brain has a hard time juggling whether yeah. I want to do it sometimes with this. I'm like, or I could build. Yeah, that's that's sort of where I'm at as well a lot of the time. Although, I mean, these guys, they did a really good job putting it together. It's worth they checking did. out. Yeah. And you can form your own opinion. I think it's a good starting point. Mm -hmm. They definitely had some really good ideas in there, and that's that's always fun. Um. So if that's not your thing, if it's if killing your friends and uh, surviving in a deserty, jungly wood world is not sort of the fantasy side isn't for you, maybe you like the idea of a small group of tanks and soldiers going up against uh, one giant mammoth tank in a kill or be killed scenario, then you should be playing Ogre by Steve Jackson Games. Uh, if you like the idea of making your own models for this war game out of Lego... Then you should be playing Lego Ogre. Yeah. Uh, we have a link to uh, a place that shows you some of the models you can make with Lego for that game. Uh, and I don't, I didn't, this is a game, I've been in game stores and I've seen the box for Ogre. Yeah. Which is a ridiculous box. There's usually a big, uh, like, dude who was jacked on steroids benching it in the corner. Yeah. Because it's like huge. the you know that when the store received that stock, the delivery guy hated them. <laughs> yeah, and then they were like, "Oh no, we understand." Yeah, it's a we have to hire a forklift to move this thing. And that's the most recent version of Ogre is this giant, I giant so. thing because it's been around since 1977, as a lot of Steve Jackson games have. I don't know if it was it always in that giant deluxe edition. No, it used to just have paper models, uh. and that's where a lot of the love for the Lego came from and now they're getting it's getting hugely expensive with all these right, yeah. um, 3d models but now it, if you can buy the cheaper uh like digital download of the rules and make your own out of lego right your life is good yeah um so that's it seems like a fun game hmm. and it looks very cute in lego kids would enjoy i, I possibly possibly <laughs> kids with a good eye for math and detail <laughs> would enjoy <laughs> Uh, but if that's not enough Lego destruction for you, you should check out Brick Wars, uh, possibly the most complete Lego-based skirmish game on the internet. It's, uh, you were looking at it. It is thorough. It's thorough, yes. I, I, at first I was like, this seems like obscenely involved. And then mm -hmm. I was like, well, as you point out, it's, it makes sense that you need these, you need you know, melee rules and you need yeah. range rules and you need, because every Lego element is a possible thing. And so you've mm -hmm. got to account for that universe. But I like that it keeps it as a consistent whole yes. universe unto itself. Yeah. And doesn't deny any parts of the universe in a way. Yeah. I think you could, you can see how this game was created. You had, they were building some stuff. And then, like everybody, if you have a brother or a friend you're playing Lego with, at some point there's a conflict within the Lego world, not between you and your friend, but between the characters you're playing with, and you go pew, 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 ha, 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 pew, 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 and you fight, mm -hmm. right? Or you have your swords, clink, 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 clink. Uh, the, uh, what these guys have done is said, okay, so what would happen if we fought? Right. Okay, what if we roll dice to see the outcome of these <laughs> fights? And then it just grew and grew and grew, and now they have rules for vehicles and the building and destroying of vehicles, and how do you destroy a wall? And Do they have dinosaurs? 
Um, they don't, but they have See, animals, and I think I think we need Lego rifts. Oh my god! Well, first off, Lego is to the toy world what rifts is to the role playing game world. True. I think that's it's it's a it all exists. It's all good. In fact, the Lego Dimensions video game when it comes out. I mean, that's Lego Riffs. It basically is, yes. isn't it? That's, that's true. intellectual property Lego Riffs is yeah. what that is. Um, but you could do Lego Riffs using the Brick Wars rules yeah. for sure. Uh, and that could be fun. Uh, they also have uh, a huge long list of links to other brick-based war games. Mm-hmm. Uh, be warned, though, I think they last updated the site in 2006. About a 5% uh, active yes. click-through rate. Most, most will be 404s or whatever. Apparently, a lot of people that were making uh, Lego-based skirmish rule sets uh, were using GeoCities. Yeah. So, there was all manners of bizarre yeah. internet hosting. That if you want to collect, if you want to collect 404s, click yeah. on each one of the links. It was just uh, but there's dust. there's some diamonds in there for sure. Yeah, totally. Uh, but some uh, people went just full tilt into, and it's not to make money. Yeah. There's just passion. Yeah, that's exactly. what I love about it. Mm-hmm. There was just people who, and this is in a way where the amateur side of it is almost more interesting than what yes. Lego put out itself. Yeah, this this pure just. Yeah, and it, in a way, even though a lot of it's you know just adult created, mm-hmm. I could see playing a lot of that stuff with my kids. Yep, because I just feel like there is more game there, and it's more I don't know more well, involved. The other thing too is uh, just from a time standpoint, children have the time to build a giant modular Absolutely. dungeon. Yeah, for the for playing a forty minute scenario, exactly. they they'll do the four hours of building totally. to play the forty minute scenario. Yeah, in. and that's it, isn't it? Like yeah. that that ten ten minute build time. It's not that satisfying when even the game is just a roll and move. Yes. Whereas, I yeah, I think maybe they underestimate the, the capacity mm-hmm. for kids. Kids will be like, yeah, no, I'm going to spend the next week building out the uh, the board for my 18xx uh, yep. Lego railway game. <laughs> Why not? It is disappointing they didn't do a Lego railway game. Like that would have been that would fun. be cool. Yeah. Well, maybe that's something we need. If to you do. have the rule set for a Lego <laughs> railway game. And we're talking like 18xx, not not like uh, uh, Ticket to Ride. No, we no. mean like six to eight hour yeah. gameplay time. Yeah, not, that would... Not build time. <laughs> and you have the spreadsheet we can use to you know, yeah. keep track of our Lego stocks. That sounds fun. That does. Uh, so <laughs> if you're still into fighting things and uh, you think uh, Brig Wars doesn't quite have enough backstory for you, uh, and you like the idea of constructing giant mechs to battle other giant mechs in a future world uh, where giant mechs are fighting each other. Uh, and uh, you have to ask yourself, do you want to play in a universe with a well-defined backstory for each of the factions complete with an alien grammar rule set? Yes. Then you need to play Mobile Frame Zero. It's crazy. It's, I mean, I, first off, uh, kudos to the creators of Mobile Frame Zero. Uh, it links on our website again. Uh, they did not go halfway into this. There's, no. The rule set starts with 50 pages of flavor text and backstory for the factions. These are people who played some RPGs. Yes. They were like, we know how to write. It's extremely well written and put together. Um, you have two options. You can download the PDF for free or you can pay them. When you see the work that went into this, you will want to pay them. It's, it's, it's an incredible amount of work. And the rule book covers all the backstory so you know why these different factions are fighting it covers of course the rule set for how they fight so you've got a bedtime story and they've got the the mech builds uh in there as well so you can you can build mechs that look like the mechs in the game 
Uh, I could see my kid getting into this. Oh, I could see your kid getting into this for sure. I think and that's that, uh, with that big backstory. That is mm-hmm. bedtime reading. And mm-hmm. it is kind of, it's cool that there's, it's a lot more to it. Yes. That there is story. Yes. It's a not, lot of story. It's not in this just, one. you know, one, yeah, I don't know. I love Lego story. Mm-hmm. I, I love this kind of story even more. It would be fun. I don't disagree. I don't know. That's, yeah. uh, it's definitely but the most professional of all the do amateur. Do I have the time for this? Again, you don't, but your kid might. That's true. Yeah. And then he can just teach you the rules. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but maybe, you know what, maybe this that's too much. Maybe that's too heavy a rule set for you, and mm-hmm. you just want to kick back and make some classic games even better by Lego-fying them. All right. Copyright so 2015. What do we mean by classi- classic? Uh, when I say classic games, I mean classic in that you've all played them as children games. Oh. Not classic. These are actually great games. Right. Uh, so your your mileage isn't... can vary on how like, much you like them. Okay. Um, one of the greatest things I've ever seen built, I was shocked at how well this was pulled off, uh, Mocker Ian uh, Spacek, Not sure. You're, you're not gonna. You're not gonna bail me out in any way. Spacek. It could be. Spacek. Let's know. go with Spacek. Ian, uh, he built a completely playable version of Clue out of Lego. And what it's I mean completely, beautiful. like the player card oh. where you list off what <laughs> you've seen <laughs> is made out of Lego. It's, awesome. it's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that he didn't just abbreviate that. He just went whole hog and went, yep. okay, I know I'm going to need to make it like 18 inches long. Yes. It's, it's cool. It is beautiful. That I Yeah, I want to play that. And the board's so nicely. It's yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. That I, was one of the first ones where I really thought, okay, he nailed it. Like, yeah. as a, that almost looks like See, a Lego property. The only problem with finding this is, because we, we plan on doing a, a an episode in the not-so-distant future on Epic Gumdrop on the game clue. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can play the non Lego version anymore. Now that you've seen it. Yes. It, I feel it's ruined it. The game board's beautiful. Yeah, it's gorgeous. With, with the rooms and the, Oh yeah. So great job. I'm impressed. Um, links again to his flicker. I think he, he set the bar though. Now. Yeah. And everything else after I saw after this was amazing. You might want to click on this one last. Yeah. I agree. Cause it's, it's, because uh, it's not because he didn't just recreate the board. He took the spirit of the board exactly. and the card and translated it into the spirit of Lego. Life that is a sense. series of disappointments after yes. seeing this. <laughs> Would that be setting it bar too high? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, but people often think that life is a series of disappointments around us. So <laughs> it's amazing how often I hear that in casual conversation. But then you got chess, battleships, Monopoly. That's yeah. There's a link to a video where people did uh, some very nice versions of battleships and Monopoly and a chessboard um, out of Lego. Uh, and take a look at that. It's a nice little vis- video with some some catchy music in the background. Creatively, they're they're well done. Yeah, I mean they're no Lego Clue, but no, that's sick. Man. <laughs> click yeah, click on the second link first. There you go. <laughs> uh, and then. Um, you know what? If you're like, hey, Lego, you should have never have gotten out of the Lego board game business. You need to get back into it. And you just you just need to pick games that people play instead of trying to make up games. Uh, if you like that idea, you can head on over to Lego Ideas and support a couple of projects going on. One is uh, Lego Catan. That I could. I was torn on it. I was so torn. Because like, it looks glorious. It looks glorious. But it's completely impractical. Yeah. Yeah. Like, first off, because uh, Catan's not a tiny game in terms of components no. and size. And it's modular. Yeah. So that your game board changes all the Which time. Which makes sense. I mean, Lego, modular, yeah. yeah, go for it. How expensive would be replacing the cardboard with ABS uh, 
pieces that you construct yourself. Uh, it's, I don't know. It wouldn't be pretty. But it looked cool. It looked really cool. <laughs> I was impressed by it. The minute I clicked on that, I was, yeah. Yeah, I was like, whoa, that's... I would not have thought of doing that. Yeah. But it, yeah, as a modular game, that's somebody who really loves Catan. Yes. Um, I think when you when you look at your, your immediate reaction is, oh, I want that. But if they ever put it for sale, <laughs> you'd be like, I'm not spending that. I want that, but I don't know I want to play that either. I, I think yeah. it, just as an object, it was beautiful. Yes. I was so impressed with the execution on it. But I don't know that I, I don't know. I don't pull Catan out enough right. as it is. Lego Catan seems like a lot more involved. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you think the setup time on Catan yeah, is bad. Okay, <laughs> kids, let's start building. Uh, and then the other, uh, another one you can support is Lego Monopoly, which yeah, is the game of Monopoly. There's so many versions of that that I guess they thought, hey, let's have a... <laughs> Why hasn't USAopoly done a Lego Monopoly it's version surprising. yet? You think that that's... They couldn't get the production cost down to nothing. That's probably what that's... it is. It but I mean, pricey. a cardboard version where it's like, mm. you would have, you know, like instead of the streets you'd have uh, like a pirate area and it would have different pirate sets and castles and yeah had yeah. they got on this in the 90s with their cardboardy stuff maybe lego would have been more maybe. open to it i could see now lego being like yeah no that's no but interesting yeah. yeah surprising in a way yeah how come they have done a lego version of guess who we could just have minifigure heads. That would be kind of cool. You know? Is your person yellow? No. Click, 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 click. So they're from the Belleville line. Yes. Ah, it's a licensed one, they'd say. Is it Is it Patrick? Was it Patrick Panda? No, Patrick. I'm thinking of the Fabuland. Oh, because I sent you that link this morning to... To torment me. Yes, because you love you have a love hate relationship with Fabuland, I don't do. you? Yeah. Like you love it, but it haunts your dreams. Yeah, it, yes. it does. Oh, Lynchian beauty. I love it. it. Yeah, it's. I love. Uh, it. I want. I want more of it. That's that's going to be our ongoing theme for the next couple of years. Fabuland. It? Yeah. I don't know that I, I want to go and spend the money to go and acquire One, all the Fabuland, but I will admire it from afar. I'm going to win a giant lot of Fabuland. If anyone likes to send me Fabuland, this is my new plan. Yeah, if is, you hate your Fabuland. No, one night I'm going to break into your house <laughs> when you're asleep, and I'm just going to line Fabuland guys oh. up all around your bed. So when you wake up in the morning it's and go to stand up, Christmas. yes. That's what that would be. It'd be like, ah! And then, oh, the Fabuland fairy was yeah. here. <laughs> and or chef. And how do you get in my house? How much did I drink last <laughs> night, you'll think? That was creepy. Uh, yes. <laughs> so uh, we probably missed, I mean, oh, there's, sure. there's so many games. And Legos, I think they executed well in that last wave of games, except for the gameplay itself. Yeah. But they did a, a good, as good a job as they can do. I don't know if they'll be back in board games at any point in the future. Yeah. Um, uh, and, they, yeah I, they can't resist. I'm sure they'll be. Yeah, that's true. Board games are so big right now that they'll, they must be thinking. They'll find a way. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and thanks again to Jake B. Young for yes. sending us down this, this lovely little rabbit hole. That was fun. It, yeah. It's a good little time. Yeah. Who doesn't like board games? No. Evil people. E- that's e- who. That's who. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, if you have a favorite Lego board game, either an official one or a mock, uh, let us know in the comments or hit me up on Twitter. Again, I'm at Still Sorting. And again, if you've enjoyed this, listening to this, or if we've now haunted your dreams with Fabuland, uh, rate us on iTunes. Don't listen to these guys. They talk about Fabuland too much. <laughs> Ooh, a Fabuland board game. Oh. We're like, 
you're anthropomorphic animals and you have to like uh, I don't know take over a farm or something maybe there's some pigs leading a revolution I'm not entirely sure Orwellian nightmare yeah you're creating perfect well until next time I'll continue having nightmares (laughs) I'm James and I'm Jeff